has it really been two weeks since we've done this show? Because that it doesn't feel like two weeks of stuff has happened. Well, last week was kind of like a burner week. Didn't didn't like a quarter of the roster get released? That that was before. We have discussed that. Holy shit, man! It all runs together. I mean, they released Axel, so his Royal Rumble. I, I was fixing to say, is he is he eliminated now? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, he was fired. That's an elimination. <laughs> That's the biggest elimination you can do. Welcome to Fight Boys. It's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, the unproblematic Joe Exotic impersonator, Scotty Moore. <laughs> you have a lot of problems. Uh, I'm the tiger, Blake Tanner. <laughs> uh, I'm also not a fan of Pineapple Pete, the Dylan. <laughs> Oh, man. So wrestling surprisingly didn't happen last week, which is why we were like, I think we're good. We're just not going to do the show. We're going to skip. I do love that since we don't have to do JWF anymore, we can just on a whim be like, nothing fucking happened. We're not. We can't spend an hour discussing a match that's going to happen in a corporate office building. No, I mean, mean, we we could have. Honestly, we we could talk about a lot of things. We. We bullshit really well. I don't know if you know some of our two-hour episodes where you had to cut Blake and I off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of times we could just really... We could go on about how we feel about wrestling, but is that entertaining? I mean, no one watches this this so, shit you can follow it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, have, uh, we, have, we have numbers to prove that. No. I mean, there's a lot of unfortunate things happening. Big Japan Wrestling might be closing down forever. Oh no, I didn't read about that. What? Yeah, yeah, they were already in fi- dire financial straits before, and now they're like trying to crowdfund ninety three thousand dollars. Jesus Ooh, H Christ, that's a death nail. Yeah, I mean, you you never know because they've been around for ever. So like, you know, there's some eccentric mother wrestling fan out there that's going to give them like five k, and his name is Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> probably honestly whatever whatever like aew was like oh we can't get new japan i have expected them to try to be the ones to buy all japan wrestling oh, yeah. i really did to just be like oh new japan's not working with us you want to just buy all japan kento miyahara is pretty fucking good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. speaking of did you guys uh read that story where uh <laughs> The last like four weeks of AEW wrestling, Tony Khan just like jotted down in a notebook and said, "You know, this will be fun." Oh, he was wow. right. That's yeah. the fucking thing. Yeah. I didn't know Tony Khan had the book. No, he. Was, I owe that man a lot of credit. He knows what the fuck he's he's writing Memphis style. Yeah, he was just he he was going full Vince on it, but it was good. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a very talented individual. And I think it was mainly to get, like, since you got a ton of these guys that don't get a lot of screen time already, um, you just got them going all out every week. Uh, I said the thing. And it's just made for some good TV. Mm-hmm. He also gets a lot of good work out of those uh, 
out of those like indie guys. Like there's been a lot of good indie spotlights that have come out of that. If nothing else, I think somebody was like, honestly, for the for the next like pay per view for the pre show, just have a four on four of some of the guys that they've been using. <laughs> oh, Pineapple Pete would impress in that one. I wouldn't be surprised if he came out of that getting signed just because of like how marketable he's proven to be as an entity. Uh, I don't know. I just I don't like his style or his ring gear that yeah. much. Mostly his ring gear. He's got I a did. weird body. He should not be wearing trunks. Oh yeah, I, I did. It's see unflattering. That. I don't. I'm not here to body shame anybody, but like, yeah, yeah. No, look. Well, there, there there's if, a if, lot that goes with like it, it's like the idea of when John Moxley was gonna debut. It's like, is he not gonna be wearing jeans again? I don't yeah. know if I can handle that because it's like your your image makes a lot of your character. Oh, yeah. I hated Cody Rhodes the first, like, five years because he didn't wear knee pads and it made him look naked in the ring. And I was like, I absolutely fucking hate him. He's the worst person. Then one day he came out with knee pads and I'm like, he's over with me now. He's done it. Didn't, it. He, didn't he do a thing about that? He was like, I want to be a Harley race, like, shoot style. And man, that F's up your knees. <laughs> yeah. I've learned Cody is like the best storyteller in all of professional wrestling because like no that's to, Mick Foley well yeah Foley <laughs> too but like yeah. listening to his story of DiBiase Jr that referee tried to fuck on me and Vince and it was back, such an, Vince it was put such back a, on his headset and sat down quietly <laughs> And then, of course, there's the one where he's talking about, like, debuting at the Rumble and Taker's in the ring. And he rushes out and he's like, I got to do something. And he's like, I saw Taker. I ran over. I punched him in the back of the head. And Taker turned around and I shit my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, what? all of those Rhodes boys, they've got some kind. They got charisma, man. There's just nothing to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel bad for later on in this show where I have to negatively talk about Cody, but that's an entirely different thing. (laughs) I wish I could join in because I was very drunk during that match on accident, so I can't tell you what I thought about it. But uh, yeah, wrestling happened this week. (laughs) Uh, Money in the bank is going to happen inside. Look, this is one of those things where I'm like, it's either going to be really good or the dumbest fucking thing I've ever, or both, is what I'm thinking. Because apparently, money. Well, here's, yeah, no. Here, here's here's what's going to happen. You will know within the first five minutes. Oh yeah, because it's, if they do it Edge Orton style, or if they do it like Firefly Funhouse, have some Buckwild shit style. Like that's the big. Difference. Well, no, no, you don't want full Firefly. You want like Taker. You want. Oh you yeah, want yeah, yeah. I'm saying good or bad, essentially. Yeah. Uh, With me, also, apparently, both matches are happening at the same time. And I feel like the best way you could do this is almost do it like you remember. I can't remember what WrestleMania it was, but when the hardcore title was like the 24-7 title and they'd cut back throughout the show and there'd be in the back and like Road Dog would roll up somebody and win it. And then later more would happen and it ended like I don't think that was Mania. I think that was like an Unforgiven or something. Oh, no, that was Mania. They decided to do that on the biggest show of the year. I would say have your normal matches and every few minutes cut. 
and see what's going on back at corporate and then go back. And then the end of the show can be when everybody makes their way to the top. And then that, mm-hmm. that's where you have like an actual match happening. I'm still yeah, very curious happen. about how both are happening at the same time, though. Yeah. Or, know. you know, they could just not do that. Too bad. It's already <laughs> happening. I, so, exactly. I, think I don't know what the fuck it. to tell you. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I know that's going to happen, but they could just still not. I don't know, man. Listen, listen, I very likely get to see a gif of Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre, Claymore and Seth Rollins face off. And after this year, I want nothing more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, we should give some congratulations to your boy, Xavier Woods, the man who has won more titles off of his couch than Sami Zayn has in his entire WWE career, because the New Day are once again the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, because they've only got like three. They've only got like three champs to move it between. Oh, how many? I don't know, man. The Forgotten Sons picked up a, a win. Oh, yeah. Because that's how desperate we are. Yeah. How many how many reigns has that put New Day up to now for tag team? Like it, it's weird watching like history in the making with the New Day because there are people who like try to start the argument of like best tag team, best stable of all time, and I'm like, not for nothing, it's fucking New Day. The New Day are there when you go for best tag team, best sta- I won't say tag team, because like the Bucks could give them a run for their money, but as far as like a stable goes, the New Day are up there, if not number one best stable of all time. Yeah, I mean, I love those boys, and they love each other, and that's why they're great. That's why. That's why I think they're such a good stable is dedication. Yeah. At the end of the day, like that's why the Bucks are so great. It's a matter of like, I don't think we would ever see Nick or Matt Jackson as singles wrestlers, only as that group, and that's why they're great. And yes, New Day could break up, and they could all go down their great paths. But it just will never be as good. And they, they're aware of that. Yeah, it, it would be like, I just want to see them together because they still make magic after so long. It, it, it's the same thing with the Young Bucks. And I really, really, really want to see a Young Bucks versus New Day match. Never going to happen, but damn. Yeah, apparently they, they got close on an episode of a New Day pod. They were talking about it, and they're like, we got very close, but absolutely not. It wasn't going to happen. Eight. They're, they're up to eight. Jesus. Uh, two Raw and six SmackDown. Now, did, did I, I already know the answer, but did you guys watch either SmackDown from last week or this week? Nope. No. Let, me get, let me give you the highlight. Sonya Deville. That's the no, no. I saw part. that part. Yeah, yeah. Because I love. No, 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 it, no. This wait. Last Raw or this Raw? Uh, last SmackDown is when this happened. No, no, no. I meant you. Have, have we watched SmackDown or Raw? I was like this last Raw because I saw the I saw the the Drew Seth promo. Let me take that back. I watched the Drew parts because watching Seth talk makes me want to hit something. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> Drew did a very good job. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, Sonya Deville nailed it because I love when a heel turn is perfectly motivated and they can cut an impassioned promo about why that, because there are so many heel turns where it's just like, eh, I just, they want to just say big show. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with Sonya, she came out and was full on like, 
this was never about me. It was always about you, about you, about you, and just went off. And that's when I went, oh, this is going to be good, actually. Okay, I'm good. Oh, this is turning around. All right. I got to see that. And apparently she was on commentary for Mandy's match tonight. And near the end of it, she was just getting so upset. She's like, I'm about to fight. I'm going to go down there and kick her ass myself. I don't care. I don't care. And she did. And it was a cost cost her the, uh, the thing. By the way, Otis is in Money in the Bank. So that should make Blake happy. It does make me so happy. Yep. Another victory over Ziggles, too. (laughs) Ziggles, which is weird because Ziggles is a great, is the kind of person you want in this match. Yeah, he's always good in these multi-man matches. Well, honestly, I would have given them, I would have given the briefcase to Ziggles. Well, here's why I say no. In a typical Money in the Bank match, you are correct. No, no, whatever. You want a general. You want somebody that can do anything. Like Ziggler at this point is perhaps one of the ten best like overall wrestlers in the company. Yes, but yeah. you, like a general is good at commanding things going live, and if something fucks up, for instance, an elimination chamber match where someone oh, might bust through a cell, he's good at like reining things together. This is gonna be fully filmed and scripted. I think you need a character like Otis in it. To bring in comedy spots and do goofy shit on the way up, and then you get like everything the big, that Ziggler done for fifteen years, and then get like the big hope spot of oh my god, Otis might get it, and then he'll not. Who else in this match now? Uh, let's see: Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, Baron Corbin, and Otis. There's one more left. Yeah. Uh, let's no, see. Andrade. Oh god, Andrade. Ooh. I have many a year voted for Andrade to be a Mr. Money in the Bank and I wouldn't mind like I know he has the US title but I wouldn't mind them pulling the trigger and then they could do like when Seth had the US was it the US or Intercontinental and Money no, in the US. Bank US. Yeah, yeah yeah no yeah no Money in the Bank he never money. held Money in the Bank and a title he just yeah. held the and the WWE title at one Oh point. it's um yeah, it's it's Miz Miz is who I'm thinking of when he was US oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And money in the bank. That's right. That's right. You are correct on that. Uh, <laughs> weird, weird side note, because we were talking earlier about uh, our. Now I was going to talk about how, like, the empty arena is, like, helping, like, promos and stuff. Uh, I don't know how Dexter Loomis is going to do once we go to live crowds, but by God, if it isn't the perfect character for this bullshit. <laughs> oh, dude, he's so fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. I, I've loved Loomis. It's not even creepy. You just see him. He is. He is an anime villain, like full on. Like that is yeah. exactly what he looks like. He stands there and you're like, that's the only place I've seen this. Not even in TV shows. Have I seen this level of just like, just deadpan. I'm going to like nothing. There's nothing behind mm-hmm. the eyes. Like it's only in fucking like, not even movies. <laughs> like, yeah. Just yeah. There. I was like, I feel like I saw something like this when I was a kid on Toonami. I feel like I saw him there. He's really, I mean, he it. definitely looks like one. Well, he's like, taking so it to a seen- next level because when he debuted, I know he was back at Impact, he had like a literally Dexter Morgan serial kill- killer gimmick, which he still has, but he has taken it to a next level going from I'm just going to wear like a fucking thermal shirt and look like Dexter to I am going to murder everybody with my piercing blue eyes. Mm-hmm. I will say it is bullshit that they just gave the him mustache. the name Dexter, though. 
He looks like fuck. Who, who am I thinking of? Going back to the anime, the guy um, from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, because I mean, he's got that same. He's got Major similar Armstrong. Armstrong. That's it. It's those fucking eyes, though, and he looks like he's gonna flex you to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of NXT talent, though. We do gotta talk about it, right? Because, like, last Thursday, we were like, there's been nothing do we? big. That was like, no, last Thursday, it was, there's nothing big. Nothing big's happened on the news. And then we all woke up Friday to a bunch of DMs from Velveteen Dream coming out. And Twitter exploded. Yeah. I what so don't know if it's real, though. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing. That's why that's why it died down is there wasn't enough actual proof. People were like, I mean, maybe, but also if somebody hacked his phone, this would have been real easy. And he has been hacked before. So people are like, that's it's a thing where like nobody's this stupid. Yeah. Well, with yeah, me, I, the thing that got me was the audio file where it was. But it was only like three seconds of him saying, what school do you go to? And it is clearly Velveteen Dream, but if somebody really wanted to fuck him up, they can go back and try to find, like, an interview or something where he says the phrase, what school do you go to? And then just play it through. So, Or, like, if there's somebody who, like, like recorded a video with them, like, there's so many possibilities. Yeah. This one is, like, the perfect... This is perfectly balanced of I it's real and it's not real. I don't know. I am on both sides of the fence. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Um, since I believe in the legal system and that despite what cancel culture will tell you that people are innocent until proven guilty, I'm going to go ahead and say that, you know, until WWE runs their investigation or something, they should completely continue with this, this guy because there's not enough evidence. But there's no evidence currently as far as we know. Yeah, and he yeah, is it, a super talented guy. <laughs> like, well, he's not that talented. He had that main event that wasn't that great. Which one? Uh, I think there's the one where he tagged with Dexter. Oh because, yeah, yeah. If it if it is real, that would just mean he's so colossally stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like you'd have to be such. And I understand because anybody who uh, has been accused of this and it's true, I mean, they are fundamentally just stupid but that's just that's where it is like you have to be this like a terrible person and stupid to boot yeah so that's where we are is is velvet it's literally are you dumb as fuck and velveteen dream is like no the dream got hacked that's all it is yeah are you dumb as fuck i do want to say i loved that loomis main event Strictly because of how buck wild it was that it was, uh, it started off as Dream and Keith Lee, didn't it? No, I, I forget who it started off as, but yeah, he ended up in a handicap match. And then and just then, all of a sudden, <laughs> hey, I'm they here. They didn't now. even show him getting up on it. They're like going through the crowd, just pans back, and he's just on the apron. And they're just like, Wait, when did he what? get there? Was uh, he, he actually, here? he actually busted through the, through the roof and he landed. Um, yeah. In a <laughs> yeah. I kind of wish they didn't bring it up. It just <laughs> pretended that's been the match the whole time. And it's like, wait, what? What kind of mind built reality bending man is this? 
Oh, he's back up. And this is the thing about wrestling. You can't have a good wrestling company without a few reality benders. If you can't have some... Yep. You gotta have somebody who can fuck with space-time or spooky shit or whatever. Or just... In Japan. Uh, there's yeah, some spooky but you know boys in Japan. I mean, not reality bending spooky boys, but no. there's some spooky boys. Yeah, I mean, I, no, there's just point. people that dress dress like goths. That's different. <laughs> I don't know if you looked at me and was like, "Hey, did you know that evil could travel in time?" I'd be like, "Yeah, that tracks. Actually, I think that works." <laughs> how is it that it it like in a place where wrestling is so popular? How is it that the land of anime doesn't have that many like? weird supernatural characters uh because one one predates the other <laughs> yeah wrestling predates anime yeah, i guess like the liger was up there as far as like anime because yeah yeah, yeah but I he mean, was like a his, superhero yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a transformation kind of thing going on oh yeah with keishin keishin liger because mm-hmm. like he could just like and uh, there are a lot of wrestlers that do that too but i think that i think that counts so like he um, just he tears his mask off and then he's just there he's just another dude um he just, uh, so dylan i do want to know how do you feel seeing Kyrie saying just get fucking yeeted by nia jackson almost killed in the ring because oh god that was a rough one to watch oh so um, i can take yeah. a break for five minutes <laughs> dylan's like she's unsafe i mean you gotta do it more than once, one time. Like for fuck's sake, Seth Rollins dislocated Finn Balor's shoulder. Like I and feel like Nia has more on her record, though. Not as like Seth, Seth has- Rollins ended Sting's career. Well, no, no, he has more high profile fuck ups, but Nia kind of runs That's the worse. gambit. <laughs> That's so much worse. <laughs> Holy shit. If I could break an entire tray of glasses or one giant, like, like fucking, like, China vase, guess which one is worse? <laughs> Those okay. four people can easily recover. He ended Sting's career. <laughs> We're not comparing these. Okay. Yeah. All if, right. we do, if we do want to get to the highest of the high, there there is that old muscle buster that almost killed Tyson Kidd. Yeah. That was that was that was a medical thing where basically that was unfortunate it was going to happen, like the doc, like it revealed by the doctors that basically Tyson like was just on the verge and Joe was unfortunately the person that was that spot. Well, yeah, yeah. Sting also have existing back problems, and he shouldn't have been taking bumps like that. I mean, have you met anybody that trained at the Heart Dungeon? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I'm um, just saying. Oh, yeah. by the way, FMA in chat, keeping up my constant theme of finding out weird shit about TNA. Moose is TNA champ now. Willie Mack is X Division champion, and Ken <laughs> Shamrock versus Sammy Callahan apparently was a cinematic style match. So. What the fuck is happening at Impact now? I don't know, but it sounds fucking dope. Right? Yeah, seriously. Impact is, is kind of like yeah. NWA, where I'm like, that sounds really cool. I'm never watching it, but that sounds so cool. I think I remember that the first time that um, we met Dylan uh, at that uh, TNA taping, 
our friend that was with us, I think he popped louder for Moose than anybody. Oh yeah, there. Moose's Moose's mm-hmm. theme song slaps. Oh yeah, yeah, do yeah. I remember being in Seattle last January, January 2019, and someone was like, "We've got a special guest opponent, Moose," and all of this crowd of smarks for a moment became children, and so we were all like, "Moose, Moose, are you ready to run today, Moose?" <laughs> it's so good. It's so good that uh, freaking. Uh, Juice Robinson got it over in uh, in New Japan. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Juice. So Juice. another Seven. week, we've got more releases. Apparently, Velasquez and Gerald Briscoe. I think these are unconfirmed. No, no, no. Velasquez, they're both confirmed. Yeah, okay. The, Velasquez a, definitely is. So yeah, like, there was a real I, release so, on. Yeah, Velasquez. Kofi's reign died for nothing. Thanks, uh, thanks, kids. Jesus Christ. And so then, um, as we stated, I won't Curtis let it Axel. Go. Nope. Yeah. Actually, Axel. the Briscoe one, the Briscoe one's the one that hit me the most. I was like, that man's been there forever. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, like, last, last time we recorded. Yeah, because last time we recorded, it was like, man, Heath Slater's been there forever. These guys have been there forever. And then finally, Gerald Briscoe's like, hey, I can take the fucking cake on that one if you want. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, Curtis, that's a. That's actually a real loss for them. Him and Slater are going to NWA. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Um, 100%. They really fit in there. Remember, Axel was the guy that got The Rock. And was it Brock? Who was the other guy? He got two guys like in ring shape for their matches. Yeah. No, he was a great guy. It was The Rock and and Brock when they were coming back. I think Brock requested it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. I forget which one, but he was like requested by people because everybody knows him. As being like he's like he's incredibly competent in the ring. Yeah. No offense. He's also been able to get himself over a couple of times. They just didn't do anything. Like that him. initial pr- push just didn't go well and they just kind of soured on him completely. Yeah. He is. And it's like he has, he is able to. Like when he gets the right, uh, the right character, the right kind of thing. Like we talked about his Rumble thing. Yeah. yeah. Like you, remember the, the, you, re- you remember the Mega Powers? Yeah. Axel Mania, oh, yeah. Man the, the powers, yeah. Those are really oh. great. Yeah. Uh, they, lost the, the, they lost to the Ascension. Scotty should remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah baby. That's my boys. Uh, God, what was... I had something about Curtis, and I can't remember it off the top of my... Oh, yeah. I looked it up. Now, you know how people are like, oh, when Heath left, all the original Nexus members are gone. Now, Otunga... Bray Wyatt, and if you want to count them, John Cena and Daniel Bryan are the only surviving members of that stable that was supposed to propel people to the top of the company. To be fair, we don't count John Cena. Because uh, no. he so wasn't the original. Yeah. But no. The only one it ever worked for was Bryan, and it wasn't because of that. It was because he got fired from it. It yeah. was. Uh, look. I knew Daniel Bryan was a made star when he returned to fight Nexus at SummerSlam and he got that hot tag and just pinballed around the ring. And I said, this man is a future world heavyweight champion. He's going to win. He's going to win. Let's see. Any more shitty WWE news? Uh, Apparently, Jerry's ramen noodle moonsault comment was inspired by Mauro Ranallo. Because Jerry quickly tried to backpedal on that comment. 
He was like, we're just, ah, gonna, was, nah, just, 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 no, just don't. Just, yeah, he was like, just, uh, I was doing commentary with Morrow back in 2016, and Morrow's calling all this stuff like Orange Crush, this, like this, and I'm like, these can't be real moves. So I just started making up stuff to pop Morrow, and that's why I did it. And even the interviewer was like, it was just because you wanted to pull pull heel commentator shit, right? And he's like. Yeah, basically, and it blew up in my face. Shut up. <laughs> uh, the only thing that you should ever describe as ramen noodle in that ring was Ziggler's hair from a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. So I did find a very good story inspired directly from the fact that Ziggles got a, a cameo from Hornswoggle begging Mandy Rose to come back to him. It was so yeah. good. Apparently a writer came out on uh, on Twitter and was like clearing out his boxes of shit and he found mm-hmm. some old like notes and it says hornswoggle dilemma have vent say to hornswoggle that we're going for a ride as vent stuffs him into a pillowcase have a camera standing on a bridge and the audience sees vent throw him out the window of the limousine and over the bridge hornswoggle plummets to his death I know it's morbid and highly unlikely ever to be used, but I think it's something that a fed-up Mr. McMahon could resort to after trying for so long to get rid of him. And uh, he goes, I don't know who came up with this, and I can pretty much guarantee Vince never read it, but you gotta admire somebody who swings for the fences like that. <laughs> I mean, if if Vince did read it, though, it would have happened. Oh yeah, 100%. No doubt in my mind. Put like, that boy I'm in the bag! Totally- Put the boy in the bag! <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have actually been Hornswoggle, but like, still, that's a way to write somebody off. No, yeah, Vince would have been actual though. Hornswoggle in that bag. <laughs> might have been. Take it, Dylan. Go. Although, um, I will say, this could have been just, like you said, just a great way to end that whole Hornswoggle thing. Because he's got that, he has that albatross of Hornswoggle being his illegitimate son hanging over his head until the day someone dies. It's nah, gonna be he really doesn't. Now here's Barely why. anyone remembers it. We um, all black out the scene of years. <laughs> well, here's what uh, I think. This might have worked out really well, because he could have killed Hornswoggle, and then during, like, a taker match or something, you had Swoggle Taker come out and run down to the ring, and now you've got the little dead man on his Swoggle Taker. The swoggle taker. I'm glad that never happened. And Vince just passes the buck. He's like, now this is yours, Undertaker. You've got to deal with that. Taker uh, would have just see. murdered him. It's fun. Uh, WWE's <laughs> trying to keep Roman Reigns' name off television because they're fucking assholes, I guess. No, they just, there's no probably timetable for Roman to come back. Yeah. So they're just trying to be like, hey, hush hush about him. Make like, it a big pop. That, also, that way, when he comes back, big pop. Yeah, there's yeah. no way he's coming back. Probably until like the last quarter of the year, if that. Yeah, if that. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, Apparently, uh, Sammy's getting taken out due to COVID stuff too. Apparently, he's taking a. No, he took out. himself out. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the amount of time Sammy Zayn has looked at WWE and said, "Yeah, fuck you. No, I'm not doing no. this." Is astounding. I- Honestly, I respect that more than any amount of times you can win a championship. Is how many times can you tell WWE to fuck off and remain hired? At this point, it goes Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) 
uh, Daniel Bryan, and then Sami Zayn. Yeah. <laughs> Best three wrestlers of all time, right there. Just they're Very. ready to say fuck off. <laughs> Uh, and I love, especially with Brian, just how much he disagrees with the company. But it's like to the point where he's like, no, fuck you. Make my good ass shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Make my fucking shirt, Vince. And they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I we before the show did talk about uh, BTE 200, which I don't know. I was a little mad about it at the end of the, it was all right. But it did reveal to me, oh, this is why they're tag team wrestlers. Yeah, that was a that was a great match. They fucking like pulled all this shit. That was they did that shit on a handheld. It yeah. was better than several. That was what Orton Edge should have been. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they doubt. did better on their handhelds than WWE did with millions of dollars of production equipment. What do you mean you were were oh on the fence? You can fuck off. I just I want to. You can listen, listen, ketchup and mustard. You can go. Fuck <laughs> that is a joke exclusively for the video, <laughs> for the video viewers. But it's okay. Uh, but yeah, no. FMA and chat does bring up what popped me the most from BTE in the recent two weeks, and it is Nick Jackson looking to the sky, going, "What is that? What the hell is that?" And they tease it at the beginning, and it was the moment I went. I know exactly what they're about to see in the sky, and it's just FTR in big sky written letters. And I said, "Yeah, they did it." Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way you can't bring them in. Like, yeah, Arn alone was probably fucking chomping like, at oh, the bit to get with them. I want him to turn on Team uh, the Nightmare Family and just head up those two. Like I said, I, I want a new Four Horsemen led by two of the original Four Horsemen. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't so know who the four, I don't know who the fourth guy is, but it's you can have uh, Spears can be. Hold on, because it was Arn Tully, Flair, Flair. Who was the fourth guy? Oli. Oli, and then it yeah, became yeah. Uh, became someone else. But you've got yeah, yeah. The, Oli. The, you can you have you have Arn, Arn and Oli are are the revival. Uh, Sean Spears is the other guy, and you need one person to be the flair because it's not Sean Spears. My thing is this, Cody. <laughs> Let no. it be Cody. Fuck like, that. Fuck that. No, 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 no. I mean, if you want a good, I mean, because Cody's proven he can be an excellent heel, and to turn against the elite, which leaves the elite with four members versus four members perfect match it does lead to us having to hate cody but i'm willing to sacrifice that for this you know what i love to hate cody it's fine yeah he he can make it so easy in the right ways yeah i do think we're gonna get i think they're gonna change to ftr because there was a lot of backlash from uh caleb connelly and Oh shit, what's his name? Something Zane. I wish I could remember his name because he's a cool guy. He was working the door for the after party of Double or Nothing. And they are actually known as the Revolt. They've been the Revolt for fucking years on the Indies. Big name in specifically my area of the map. And they were like the minute that FTR released the Revolt video was when they went. We're fucked. Yeah, we got to do something about this or else they're just going to take uh, our name. 
Uh, they'll call themselves like the revolution or something. It'll be fine. I think F- I like FTR. I like the abbreviation. No, FT- no, you don't fucking. What does it stand for? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, cool. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. You bring back. No, No. you bring back the old BTE. No, it took you more than 10 seconds. No, you bring back the old BTE. What does FTR stand for? Somebody whispers in his ear. Oh, yeah, I know what that stands for. Shut up. Shut up. So anyways, I will say there. You sounded like two fucking five year olds. <laughs> I I will say Dax Wheeler and Cash no Cash Hard Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood are growing on me as names. I I they know they're really still porn should. names, but I fucking love them. Cash Cash Wheeler sounds like a fucking like shadow run name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like it should be on Southpaw. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That might have been their Southpaw names if they had stuck around. Uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of released talent, by the way, Cody did do an Instagram live and like joked about, yeah, we're not going <laughs> to sign Heath. We're not going to sign Zach. And then he broke it down and he was like, this is not all friends wrestling. I can't just Zach Ryder is probably my only real friend I have in professional wrestling. I'm not going to just give him a gig because he's my friend. But I still think they're going to sign him because I think Cody's like, I'm not signing him because he's my friend. I'm signing him because he's a good fucking talent. Like, I think that's what they're going to do. And he also and he can also help with like, you know, hey, how do you do Internet stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, he uh, he recently like Jackson surpassed him on that very quickly. Correct. But he can help with like. The Jacksons know how to get themselves over and that show over, but like you have to admit there's backlash for it now. And they're pretty much I feel like they're winding down to it ending soon. Yeah, maybe like 250, they'll call it. Probably like 225. Damn. I honestly think they were going to end at 200 and then quarantine happened and they were like, we're not about to stop this when we don't have nothing else to do, so we've got to keep it going (laughs) somehow. Yeah. Although, watch them them end it on some weird number, like 217. Although, to be fair, they didn't uh, they didn't end the Luchasaurus finding his tail storyline. So I guess they did have plans to keep it going because they had some storylines that were unresolved. To be fair. To be fair. Did you see where um, Ryder filed Hold on, real real, real quick, I have to address something. Scotty, are you drinking a drink that still has the six-pack plastic on it? Yeah, because what I do... (laughs) is I pick up the other old bottles and I put them back in the six-pack ring so it's a nice contained unit when I throw it away. Anyways, Blake, what were you saying? Uh, I... It's, it I, was, I, yeah, I, now that you see it, you can't unsee it, can you? <laughs> anyway, Matt Cardona did file for the uh, trademarks Internet Champion, and he has also trademarked the phrase... Always ready, spelled with now, a Z. I was just gonna say, how's that? How's that always spelled? How's that spelled, baby? Yeah. Uh, but that was it. Patreon.com/slash a load of BS. <laughs> That's the website where you can support the Fight Boys, get exclusive content like our show, Wrestling History Reacts, where we talk about some of our favorite moments in pro wrestling history. I'm kind of tempted to do one on Zack Ryder and the Internet Championship because, like. 
that was a big deal for me back then. That was before Blake was into wrestling, and I feel like I still made you watch a lot of episodes of Z True Long Island Story. I know I've seen them through some... I think what you made me watch a lot of was the downfall of Zack Ryder. Which, <laughs> yeah, because that was it, that year, too. That was the yeah. uh, year of getting yeeted off of the stage by Kane. But yeah, you get access to that. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week. I'm still waiting for fucking Gazi to restart. I don't care if you're not employed, Gazi. Give me money over at patreon.com slash load of BS. Now, Dylan, who are we annoying on Twitter this week? We have to tweet at Chuck Taylor. He he won a match. Did you not see the fucking no DQ match of best friends versus uh, the super bad gang? Oh, I popped. I popped hard. I would like to keep awful waffle onto chairs. He was the hero of a match for once. Normally it's Trent. The whole yeah. match is Chuck Taylor gets the shit kicked out of him. Trent comes in. I told you how I was watching all those uh those old PW. It's really weird to see young Chuck Taylor back when like and you can I can start to see I was like I see why now you say that you used to be better at this cuz he used to do like kip-ups and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did a standing moonsault one time that he hit, and like he popped, and so did the crowd. They were like, Moonsault, moonsault, moonsault. And he looked, and he was like, I guess we're gonna try it. Like, it was picture perfect, hits it, and he, he like, he like pushed himself up. He's like, <gasps> <laughs> I still love the uh, the spot, and it was from that uh, DDT uh, four where they won, where and it's the opening match, so they can get away with goofy shit. Where Chuck runs over to the ropes, acts like he's about to do a springboard moonsault, and just leans over the ropes and puts his hand down on the other side and just does this, like the slowest handstand fall onto him. He was so good. He also did that later in the tournament against the unbreakable effing machines to oh, the yeah. outside, where he then somehow knocked down Michael Elgin and Brian Cage with it. <laughs> hey, Ad Sexy Chucky T, congrats on winning that match and being the hero for once. <laughs> He never is, dude. It's a, it's a, it's a legitimate compliment. Honestly, Orange Cassidy kind of is the hero, but yeah, I said that like never happens. Hashtag dust watch. So while I do this, why don't we get into our heels of the week? Talk about the worst of the worst this week. Uh, I go first. You want to go first? Mine will probably take longer. I don't know. That's fine. Scotty's and mine are pretty intertwined. So okay. So um, Cody is a great storyteller. Cody is like a pretty decent person. Cody should not be allowed to have input on his own goddamn matches. It is proven with the, after that first one, he just, he drank his own Kool-Aid. I think since then it's just been, I think, I think the word that that was used, it's overproduced. He like over does his, his entrances, all of his matches and most importantly, his finishes this week, especially where like it just made Darby Allen look, look like an, like, like a complete idiot. Like you don't know that your own shoulders are down after you hit a coffin drop. Oh yeah. With me, like Uh, I said, very drunk because I hadn't eaten all day and I was drinking along while watching uh, the wrestling with whiskey stream. And so I was very drunk. And then I just look up at one point. 
And Darby hit a crossroads on Cody, but not in a, oh, I'm about to steal your finish. It's just like he grabbed him and hit it. And they were like, oh, he used his finish. I'm like, was this a plot point? Because it didn't seem like Darby was in on it. It seemed like Darby was just hitting a random ass move. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, did I just do a, did I just do a crossroads? Oh, Oh, shit. Did I just use your move? Oh, fuck. My bad. My bad. Sorry, my man. man dude, my bad. Sorry. Also, apparently, Sean Spears is stealing the sharpshooter now. Like he was like, "It is mine now," which I kind of like. I don't mind that for him. I mean, he he did apparently ask Bret Hart about it. No, I think he like pro kayfabe, kayfabe, kayfabe. He was like, "This oh, yeah. is mine," but in secret. Yeah, Bret, Bret, yeah. can I have this? Well, you know, because the because the the Bucks have been using it for several years now. Oh yeah. It's one of those moves, it's almost akin to the DDT at this point, where I'm like, it can be a finish, if used correctly, but also it can just work in the middle of a match as well. Yeah. My favorite submission will always be, uh, isn't always, but I'm still really a fan of uh, Chuck Taylor's cross crab, where it's just like a Boston crab, but he uses the other arm. Oh, yeah. In in cave Mm -hmm. and out of it, that would hurt way more, because your fucking knee would be going at a 45. Yeah. With me, if, um, probably my favorite submission is the Anaconda device, but my favorite creative one is still the uh, Billy Goat's Curse, which is a Boston Crab, where yeah, Colt remember, was like, yeah. I need to be staring at the audience for this one. Yeah, no, it looks, it's so terrible and doesn't hurt at all. I don't know, man. More people need to use, like, the Koji Clutch. That's a good one. Oh, wait. No, you can hit it. You're right. Koji Clutch is my favorite. That one's a very yeah. good move. Nobody, well, Naito used to use it and he doesn't, but like the best use, I forget who, who did it. It was like, you do a flat liner and then you just straight transition into it. Yeah. That's good. Nobody uses the Anaconda vice since punk stopped using it. And like freaking uh, who, who originated it? Oh God. Uh, Tenzon. He's like, he's too old and like broken down to use it. Somebody really needs to bring that move back. Cause like you can use a slam. You can start it. There's an Anaconda vice. Like, slam that you use and you just transition into it yeah and like it's a sweet looking move because it looks like it might actually hurt i'm just now gonna might. make your new finisher in jwf the anaconda device because of this That's entire fine. conversation <laughs> you're a technical Dude, wrestler now you like the anaconda device you know what that's usually how it happens to be fair in real life i am the most technical wrestler out of the three of us yeah <laughs> and i went uh, to school for it yeah the entire reason that I do the uh, the curb stomp now is just because I'm like, I fucking love that thing. Dude, yeah. okay, so like secondary baby phase for later, Candice LeRae has basically uh, become um, the, the female like WWE reincarnation of Super Dragon, and I am so here for it. Oh, she is perfectly reinvented. Like, I know I was mad about it a few weeks back because of the storytelling. Why? But- Why would you... But I like where it's taking them. I like where they're at now. Like, especially Johnny being at ringside and just anytime Candace super dragons up being like, I fucking love her. It's so good. Yeah. You mean the uh, with with the way that match finished? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude. The, yeah. the original curb stomp. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, and they do. They have given her the new most badass nickname in WWE, which is the Poison Pixie. Yeah. Oh, we've got questions in the chat, which is who's going to be first TNT champion? Do we think Cody or Lance? Lance. Lance. It's got to yeah. be. That's. We got to stay. Wait, when do when does prediction start up again? 
Well, ne- I guess Thursday. next week because next week is Money in the Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. All right, Blake. Who's your heel? WWE. We got to be more specific with these in yeah. the future. We can't. Oh, uh, hold on. I like shit on the company for the whole first segment. Yeah. Well, really my favorite is I be... clicked in to see what Blake had written so we can kind of meld ours together. And Blake just wrote WWE 2, just cause. <laughs> just yeah. cause, I guess. Well, there, it's been it's a combination of things. One, I've been reading up on what they plan to do for this, uh, for Money in the Bank, and I still can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. Um, I, because I don't understand it, and I feel like it's going to turn into a bunch of overproduced garbage, uh, because that's usually what they do. And this time has been a really hard time. A lot of transitions been going on in the business to try to deal with the pandemic. I understand that. And WWE just like kind of hits their face to the wall on some of it. And this is one of those times. And it's just oh. like, why? Here's one of the uh, big hitting their faces to the wall in a big fuck you moment for me. I didn't realize Kurt Hawkins was expecting a child. WWE heard that and said, yeah, but I hope you like that PWT's money, baby. It's going to be what you're riding on for the next few months. That was the other thing that I was going to say. And it is just like more fucking releases, y'all. Like Gerald, he can do more developmentally speaking and like stuff like that. Oh, those were so good. I, I mean, well, now you can do it with like the NXT people. Yeah, and like he can, he can like just be like a like a host. It'll be yeah. fine. It'll be fine. He just can't indie wrestle because <laughs> he's the only person, one of the few people that was ever told uh, by the PWG crowd to please don't come back. <laughs> Oofa doofa. Yeah, but yeah, with WWE, it's just like. They've had more releases. They're doing this overproduced crap again, and it's just, it is somehow lessening my already zero interest. I am stacking all of my D&D dice right now as I'm talking about this, because this is how little I care about what WWE is doing right now. Now, I will say this. I did hear this about releases, and it might not be true. Apparently, WWE is like, if you fucking want one, we'll give you one. Like, if you want out, yeah. we'll get you out right that now. Was, that so, was not true. Uh, Meltzer. Meltzer just dispelled that one. Meltzer okay. came down. Meltzer came uh, Do you have anything to say, Blake, before I dig into mine? How are they going to do this fucking thing at Money in the Bank? Like, really? Really? Poorly. Poorly. <laughs> Poorly. Okay, you can go, Scotty. Well, mine is uh, kind of akin to that, piggybacking off of it, what WWE creative has been. And I understand they've had to make a lot of changes in a very short amount of time, but to be fair, that's kind of what they've been best at, or at least accustomed to, so I'm not going to give them much sympathy off of changing plans at the last minute, because they work in a company where Vince McMahon exists. But <laughs> it's just so fucking boring at this point it's not even fun like because with aew they'll do some predictable shit but it's predictable shit you want to see they have built you up to want to see cody versus lance archer and so they give that to you i understand it is the most this was probably the most easy prediction tournament of all fucking time and i understand there are better things you could have seen like darby versus uh kip maybe but it's still something they've built up and a casual fan wants to see. 
My problem is the fact that every week before I do this show, I will go in and reread what happened on Raw, what happened on SmackDown, and it's on weeks where I've not watched the show. I will go down and read the title of the match, like Otis versus Dolph Ziggler, and I will scroll, not even reading what happens in the match, going, (laughs) Otis, winner of the match, Otis, New Day, your new tag team champions versus the Forgotten Sons. Sons are taking it. Oh, Forgotten Sons got it. Each show is so predictable. And I understand, like, it's the journey. A lot of matches are a journey. It's not about the win, whoever gets it. It's about what happens in between. But if every match is easily predicted, you're not driving people to want to watch it. Because then they can just read what happens and go, I know what happened there. I know what happened there. I know what happened there. And as someone who... Do you not remember the late 2000s during the John Cena era? Oh, you yeah. could like where you could guess the, what was happening after the main event by hearing about the main event at the beginning of the broadcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Where I was like, okay, that match is going to end in a DQ. These people are going to come out. This person's probably going to try to make the save, probably heel turn. I'd be like, yep, yep, yep. All right. Like that I I remember vividly when I first got into wrestling and uh, like uh I didn't know too much about it or especially how predictable raw was because Scotty would, it would be, we would be at the main event, just watching the end of raw. And then Scotty would be like, boom, boom, boom. This is how, this is everything that's going to happen. Every fucking beat. And almost all the time it was correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's how WWE has almost always been. There was a bit, there was a bit during the, uh, the, the original brand split SmackDown where it wasn't. But then the draft happened and everything sucked again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and we've man. kind of been on the and we kind of been on like the the downward roller coaster ever since. Like they've done shit in the past that's been very cre- like different, like enough for you to be like what, but enough for you to get behind. Like gender as champion, wasn't the best run, but it was enough. It no, was different. Hold, it was the worst. It was the worst run in history. <laughs> it was the worst <laughs> WWE champion run out of all of the champions. Name one worst run. Uh, fuck. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm fairly sure Braun Strowman currently. <laughs> Does that count? This is this in a quarantine? <laughs> you have to asterisk that. Uh, but yeah, shit like that. Shit like the episode of Raw where Punk was like getting chased backstage by somebody, turns and just Ryback's there, and the whole crowd goes, Oh, I didn't know that Ryback was at that level yet. And then you had that Hell in a Cell with Brad Maddox. Um, the awesome truth being a fucking thing out of nowhere where they just got to interfere and fight the rock and John Cena. It, it was creative. It was different. It wasn't always the best, but it's at least memorable. True. True. So now on to AEW. Now you have my baby face of the week, Lance Archer. (laughs) Oh, love that segue. Good segue there, baby. Yeah. You have you have my baby face doing an old school into a motherfucking moonsault. That happened. That man's <laughs> taller than I am. He weighs fifty pounds more than me. He did a top rope moonsault onto Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> Imagine hearing that sentence yeah. three years ago. Lance Archer is going to moonsault onto Gold Dust after doing a. He'd be like, "You've lost your goddamn mind." <laughs> they gonna like, somehow have a PWG match? Is Dustin going over to New Japan? Like you would have, 
He would have called me crazy. No, he's been doing he's been doing great. He's been destroying people every week, but in like really different ways. Like there was a first round match against Colt. Like Colt is this wily veteran who's like pretty strong, but like Archer's just just too much. You get to this week where it was just the decimation of Dustin Rhodes, like beating beating Dustin's head on the turnbuckle, <laughs> like just having his number at almost every every beat. There was a bit where like Cutie Marshall wanted to throw in the towel for him. Oh, yeah. And Brandon was like, no, you can't. He was like, are you fucking serious? He's being murdered here. Dude's name is the Murder Hawk, and he's really following through on that, yeah. on that title. Then Cody comes in and is just like, no, no. He looks at us. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. And like Jericho is calling. By the way, secondary babyface. Chris Jericho has a career in commentating for the rest of his life. He is, he is the... This is, uh, this is such a big claim. He's the next Bobby the Brain Heenan, if he ever wants to be. Oh, shit. I don't know if he would, but yeah, you're right. If he wanted to, he could be that. Yeah, well, that's the same vibe I get, where he has he has that same level of, like, playing off of Shivani, but, like, it's this, it's this, I get the same energy, and, like, it's just as, as good, and, like, Jericho is such a smart mouth. And like mm-hmm. such a smart ass. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, that's so good. Anyway, but he was right. He was like, Cody Rhodes is costing Dustin his career right now. And he was right because Dustin was like, no. And then freaking literally he did the iron claw and he beat Dustin's Rhodes head into the mat and then pinned him. Like, yeah, I'm going to see Dustin Rhodes on TV for like two weeks now. <laughs> I just realized something, and I realized why Cody versus Lance has to be the finals of this tournament. It is a f- flipping on its head of one of like the biggest tropes in pro wrestling, which is a heel saying, I'm not going to give you this match. You've got to earn this match. No, there's no way. They're flipping that on its head, because when uh, Lance debuted, he wanted to fight Cody, and Cody said, you've not earned this. You don't earn, you've not earned a spot against me. So this whole tournament has been that storyline. They just haven't brought it up. <laughs> oh, I'm happy I finally uh, made that match, like, not, like, that's been my albatross, is me being like, I understand this is what needed to happen, but why? Now I've figured out the why. I'm very happy yeah. for it. I mean, see, the only thing that gives me pause about Cody might win is that Cody was the only one that gave a promo before this. Oh, and oh, it was sorry. dope. It was like the Miz yeah. before that WrestleMania uh, main event that he was in kind of promo where he's just got the Every- screens in front of him. Yeah, everybody else wants this. I need this. And it's true. After he got punked out by Jericho and MJF, like he looks real like... He's second in the rankings in AEW somehow, but like he is not taken seriously. Yeah. And like he, he's, I don't know, that might be what causes the heel turn you want. I don't know. Well, yeah. Not, yeah. Well, my baby face, I'm going to let Blake go last because my baby face is very Scotty centric. Okay. My baby face is all my good wrestle friends that I've gotten to hang out, pseudo hang out with in quarantine. First one being our good boy Mega Ran who the other day was streaming live on Twitch, and I was just hanging out chatting, playing Animal Crossing, and Ran was like, anyone got any island codes? And then it was just me and Mega Ran hanging out on my island in Animal Crossing for a very long time. He's walking around <laughs> reviewing it like, oh, I like this wallpaper. Oh, this is cool. Oh, I got a wrestling ring if you want one of these. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is dope. And then uh, the main one I would like to go to 
is the former Aiden English, now known as Matt. Ra- 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 I don't remember his last. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's a real Dylan situation. Uh, he was doing a giveaway and was like, "Hey, if anybody wants to uh, buy a shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com that says Earn Your Bourbon, uh, you'd be entered into a contest." And I said, "I want to fucking enter a contest." And so me and him, like, I hung out on his Twitch stream where it was him and um, oh shit, why can't I remember the announcer's name? WWE announcer, best in the world. The fuck's his name? Justin Roberts? No, not just. No, that's oh, that's um, AEW. Uh, WWE current guy, the guy that uh, Shane fucked with all the time. To call I, him I, I, no, you I can see exactly, his face, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> I just can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah. But it was them hanging out, test trying a bunch of different whiskeys and just chatting. And so then at the end, he was like, "Oh, by the way, we're going to announce who won." And then my stream froze. And I said, motherfucker, what? And when it came back, he was spelling my name going, I don't think I don't know how to pronounce this. I think it's Scotty. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. Oh, Greg Hamilton. Thank you, FMA, our faithful ward in chat. Thank you. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was really awesome. He's a really cool dude. Like afterwards, he was like, I hope you really like it. I'm going to send it your way if you want. Like we could do a live tasting. I could put it up on the uh, on the YouTube. And I'm like, absolutely. Yes. I want to talk about whiskey with fucking Aiden for m- months at a time. So that's my baby faces of the week are all the cool people who are doing hey, shit. You can plug your book. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. going to do that. We're I gonna know you're going to shield. I know. But like He's- try to dress. Try to dress like like he dresses. <laughs> but yeah, no. Try to dress like- up to that level. Don't don't please. Whatever you do. Don't look like a homeless. Uh, don't look like, like you. Is what you're saying. <laughs> don't look like a homeless, all dressed hot dog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying what people are doing outside of stuff for me. Just people are doing like um, one of the former announcers for Chikara, Mark Adam Haggerty, is doing like seminars you could attend jervis is doing seminars live on Twitch for free. Um, Warhorse is just apparently bleaching a lot of shirts and making them look old yeah. school as shit. I love seeing the creativity coming out of people during quarantine and what they can come up with. And that is my baby faces of the week. Meanwhile, my baby faces of the week is a dude just doing what he needs to do to survive in the best possible fucking way. And that's Luke goddamn Gallows. You damn um, right, baby! Doc Gallows. <laughs> the big LG, buddy! Yep. Uh, Dick Ferguson, which he did just uh, he did just apply for a not a patent, but a copyright on Sex Ferguson. He filed for the trademark. He used to own the trademark to Sex Ferguson, uh, but he's refiled for it. And that's actually what set me off on this, because he is on his game. I think he is out like out wheeling and dealing anything Scotty could ever hope to accomplish right now. Because he's my inspiration. He really is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand how a man could do this much. I he gets released, and it's like oh, I'm going to do these t-shirts. Going to get this. Going to get all sex Ferguson back up on this. Going to get better. They're starting a beer. They're releasing yep. a beer for Talking Shop. They're releasing a beer. Yeah. Talking Shop is coming back, baby. Oh, and all it's it's glory. back, and it's better than ever. I'll let you know that right now. Carl uh, Anderson is going back to New Japan. I I get you. I you need to understand. I, I for for years now have missed in the in the intro of 
the 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 uh the machine gun you have any idea how much i'm gonna pop for that you don't you have no idea i'll live stream it to you people at 5 a.m when the show goes off it's gonna be amazing yeah and it's like he's he's been scotty made this joke that he's gonna buy every cracker barrel franchise in georgia and i think he just fucking might that's (laughs) that's the most successful tweet we've had in months on the fight boys account by the way because he commented underneath it hashtag brother rating 10 and i'm like yeah uh, but, Holy uh, shit, I just realized there's a chance I can complete the shirt now. Oh, shit! The oh. Destiny! The Destiny! Well, yeah, well, they're never going to release Finn, so I'll never get that one. But it makes I mean, it a lot you'd easier. I think, like, maybe an NXT show when those start back up, like... Yeah. Well, no, because he'd also have to turn Babyface, because, like, Babyfaces at the end of the show would, like, go around and sign shit. Yeah. The- I don't know. Access. I don't know where they're having me. They should. They better have Mania back here again. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> I would love if you held up the shirt and then had to be like, "Okay, look, I know you're Finn Balor, but can you sign this as a man named Fergal Devitt, please? I need that. Can you, can you just sign Prince Devitt on here? I know you haven't done that signature in years. I'm pretty sure he would be impressed enough by the fact that there are no less than eight signatures on that shirt. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, it's akin to I when think. I went to Access and I met Sami Zayn and I brought him an, a Best of El Generico and PWG DVD. And I was like, this is going to sound weird, but can you sign this as him? Because I won't be able to ever meet him again. And he went, let me see if I remember how he does that signature. And then he signed it as Generico. And I was like, fuck, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I love it when a, when they, they they're able to do that, when there's a wrestler who's just like, yeah, give me that old gimmick. I love it. Yeah, but yeah, that's my um, that's my baby face. Well, I do want to do like an end of show discussion about one thing, but we can't go hard in the paint on it because we've already gone long. But Roman did an interview recently and he doubled down on one of my least favorite things Roman Reigns has ever said, which is we're going well other than uh suffering succotash. That's probably my <laughs> number one worst thing. Jack in the beanstalk. <laughs> But uh, he was talking about the state of wrestling and he goes, I think we're going towards a more reality based thing. And that's why there aren't really they don't need to have characters anymore. They need to be more based in reality, more like uh, MMA. Where do y'all fall on that? Because I'm like, that's some bullshit because one of my MMA MMA works the same way off the same old like night, like old tropes of wrestling. That's why Dana White is so successful. He basically has built up the NWA way of booking. That's why Conor McGregor is so successful. Conor McGregor is just like new flair. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. Uh, Let's let's take a quick poll of the most. most successful outlandish characters that he feels should be. There's the fiend, which has all the sport in the world. Um, let's and uh, let's here. Actually, no. WWE is terrible at it because of booking. Let's look at AEW. There's the Jurassic Express, which is literally a dude pretending he's a dinosaur, a guy pretending he's uh, Tarzan, and basically the equivalent of a midget. There's just a small child. And Hornswoggle, but an actual wrestler. Mm-hmm. There's the Dark Order, which is headed up by the guy that was told by Vince McMahon that he could only do a Southern accent 
and ha- has mm-hmm. two Canadians, one of whom dresses and acts like a combination of Kratos and Scorpion, and another man that wears a wears a like a demented skull mask, but wears a suit. Yeah, those are those are those are two of the most over factions at the moment. Um, yeah, I want you to know the inner circle. The inner circle isn't based in reality. Um, I don't no. know if you've ever seen Chris Jericho. That's yeah. not a real person. He's absolutely okay. Hold on, really, really quick though. I do have something to say, Roman. I know you weren't there because you didn't do like you didn't do the match, and I respect your decisions and everything. But you did see WrestleMania, right? Yeah, and you, and it's like, and then you said that afterwards. Yeah, because the best and, matches you had. John Cena versus The Fiend, which was all based around a big character, and then yeah. breaking down a reality-based person and showing why what they do is bullshit. You yeah. had Taker versus AJ, which is a reality-based person getting murdered by fucking Taker Texas Ranger. Yeah. Undertaker is one of the best examples, too! Like, how the fuck? Ah! Sorry. I think it's because WWE does such a terrible job. He's trying to be like, yeah, that's why those characters. It's like a, it's like when Seth said that Dean was the reason Dean didn't get over. No, uh, like, yeah, yeah. It's it, no, that feels it feels like in the same vein where he's like company manning it. Yeah, I, I know the feeling because there the, there are these times when like these bigger guys in the company will say something that sounds like it came straight from like the WWE machine. Yeah. And, well, here's the thing: I think a reality based performer like Dean a- or John Moxley is in a way reality based. He's just a dude. Who Don't forget to, to call fuck. your grandma. Yeah, exactly. And he's, but like, he's got layers. He's a funny dude. He's got all these different layers. The problem in WWE is they don't build those layers and characters unless it's a big name like Roman, Cena, Seth. And you can see the layers kind of build up. If you keep everybody reality based at the beginning, that's what leads to what's happened to people like Slater or Zack Ryder or people like that, where that's like, you're going too goofy. You just need to be like a normal guy. And that doesn't work for them. Like, that just means that's a dude coming out. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. F- FMA has also brought up my favorite new storyline, which is the hacker for SmackDown and the fact that somebody demystified the audio. It's literally Xavier Woods. He's trying to say it's not. It's his fucking voice like throughout voice. that whole thing. That's really good. I, 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 this is one of the things about the internet that I both love and hate because it's like they could just so instantly break the wall down um, and just be like, oh, no, this is this is Xavier Woods. This is where this is going or this is who recorded it. And it's like it, irreverent of kayfabe. It's fun to- really sad that it's not. Mustafa Ali. Well, what everybody's out. saying, yeah. and this is what I'm hoping, is that it's a group. So you've got guys like Ali. You've got a guy like Chad Gable returning to his actual name and basically like these shorty G these taken down talents. I don't think FMA's bringing up Xavier is trying to break up the new day. I don't think so. I think it's kind of like when Brandy started the Nightmare Collective. He's just going to go off and do his own thing. But then also New Day is still always going to be there and always be strong. Yeah, I kind of think like they're getting to the point where they're like, ah, maybe the New Day. It's been what? Six years? 
if so maybe even more yeah. like it's been a while no no it's been i was at a i was at a school so it would have been 2013 it's 2014 yeah. oh okay just to break it before we get to the end of this i am just seeing the last thing that you posted in our group chat dylan and just to end this show drive through strip clubs are one of the most interesting things i've seen this pandemic do to us what <laughs> what? Well, subscribe on, <laughs> on Patreon. Right, subscribe on Twitter. Uh, all right. So see y'all next week. Where? What have you guys learned? I've learned that drive-through strip clubs are the best thing to come out of quarantine. I guess. Anyways, what'd you guys learn? I learned that same thing. It's really weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I also learned that in times of strife, you always trust a good brother. Yep. Yeah, man. Dylan, we going to the towns. We were we were filling the seats. We were fucking the rats. We were drinking the booze. That's what just what we did back in those days. And the kids today, they don't do that, and that's why they're washing out the way they are. They haven't been through the trials and tribulations that we have. He's eating a cold McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> He's a grizzled young vet. He's, He's a grizzled young, young vet. vet. Just to remind you, he is younger than everybody. <laughs> he is younger than Kenny, AJ, like Carl. Oh, yeah. He is like 34. He's yep. only five years older than me. He's the world's youngest veteran, Luke Gallows. Yes. There's oh, that okay. story where Terry Funk came up to him at a show. He was working. I was like, I'm glad they got another old timer on this show. Yeah. I remember that story. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I just remembered this because I was like watching an old punk shoot. I forgot that back in 2004, they referred to Christopher Daniels as OMD, a.k.a. Old Man Daniels. And that <laughs> man's still going to this day. So we all need to aspire to be Christopher oh, no. Daniels. You mean that, a 50 or a 48 year old ROH champion? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Let's exactly. Uh, all right, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You Apparently, can Dylan Dr. didn't work on YouTube this week. Oh, yeah, Dylan, what'd you No, learn? no, no, I, I piggybacked off of his. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, find, me, find me at all the places that I say every week. Fuck it. Follow Chuck Taylor on Twitter. He doesn't have nearly enough. And by God, he was the hero the best friends deserved this week. <laughs> That's what Dylan learned. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon or check out the brand new podcast, The BS Book Club, to get a little preview of those audiobooks. We're releasing little clips of the uh, audiobook week by week. We just released the first five chapters of BS versus the Gods. The next five are going to be coming out this Tuesday. It's an amazing lesson so check that out and find all the other programs online at a load of pure bs.com including deviant which is going to have its season finale this sunday so make sure to check it out we put a lot of labor of love into it it's a great show and we'd love for you to check it out and all the other shows at a load of pure bs.com that's another joke for the video listeners. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> really? No. Check out Deviant. Uh, the, this, uh, the season finale was really fun. Even though I only got to record for one of my characters. That's okay, man. You'll be, be alright. Listen to JWF uh, Monday Night Ignition. Uh, which we should probably copyright because I really think that, that AEW might be using the term ignition for one of their shows. Oh no! Oh fuck!
Oh, shit. All right. Let me pull up. I got to pull up that trademark. Blake, you've got uh, the most money of all of us. You've got to be the one to do it. Here we go. Uh, special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Uh, like Scotty mentioned before, Mega Ran's a great dude. He's a good wrestle buddy. And go support him and go listen to his music because he deserves it and he deserves <laughs> your love. Wait, now that they're out of WD, we can actually try to be friends with the Good Brothers now. Oh, fuck. Can we change to Brother Watch? Just a year of yeah. Brother Watch? Yeah. Fuck Scotty, yeah. send another tweet. Chuck Taylor doesn't listen to this show. He <laughs> won't know. Fuck it. He's already, he's already like tapped us. We could do it. Yeah. yeah. And of course, remember to support the show on Patreon. Pick up some merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. And at the very least, tell a friend to check out the Fight Boys. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook. Donate to the Patreon. Subscribe on YouTube. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. <laughs> 